Welcome back in. It's been a couple of weeks. You're listening to Flight of Fantasy, podcast hosted by Austin Machado and Connor Jones. Flight of Fantasy. Oh, that didn't go out. That didn't, it didn't duck. Whoa. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Well, That hey, ducked it, out of the way like Russell Wilson. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not that was not a good. Uh, that was unsmooth. We're getting there. A little rusty after a week off here for Thanksgiving. Yeah, two weeks for you. I uh, know. I did have to take a little break here. You. Uh, well, well, we'll get to how afraid you were of your curse uh, in a moment. <laughs> I here. actually had work. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all heard that excuse. Uh, but it is Wednesday, December first. It is happy December. Happy. This year December. went by so fast. It's already week thirteen of the NFL. Yeah, playoffs. Oh playoffs coming soon, aren't we? Uh, in our league, we start playoffs. We have a only a two week. Pl- no, we have three weeks three of playoffs. Week playoffs. But like, is but this we changing don't now? play week eighteten because we know they bench starters, just like the week seventeen of old. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, man, that means next week is the start of playoffs. Yeah. Week fourteen. So this is a must-win week for teams. No. Uh, six and six. Fifteen. Yeah. Fuck. This is like a must win with. Well, I, you know, I've stopped paying attention because I've officially been eliminated with my loss this week. There's zero is chance. It, is it official? It. I, I'm i fairly certain I'm at zero percent now. Zero okay, cool. Chance of I like that. That's that's good news. Uh, but our trade deadline is not until, I think, after this week. Oh, yeah. So this is the last week to wheel and deal. Um, like anyone ever makes trades in our league. Our league has gotten a little stagnant. We used to be very involved. But, uh, you know. Well, if John John bitched out on my Waller-Kittle trade. Both of them got injured in the end. It would have been even, but. You know, it's it's an interesting conundrum that, like, on one hand, everybody overvalues their players, including the people who you and I, bitching right now, are overvaluing. Uh, I had a Jacobs for Waller trade in the works. There were pieces to be figured out. and Wow, this Waller owner sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah, God. Won't trade his players for anyone. I know. Well, and it would have paid off because Waller's going to be out for like two weeks. Yeah, I know. That that would have given him somebody going straight up into the playoffs. So, but yeah, it's one of those where without without a necessary group to uh, keep everything energized, like a core communication, it just, I don't know. I feel like there are three people in our league, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of leagues out there. There's like a core group of three or four who actually communicate all the fucking time. Yeah. And then everyone else drops off. I mean, like, <clears throat> you and I are both in like another league as well, separate leagues with like other friends of ours. And I mean, even in those, like, it's still only like two, three people who really talk or communicate or even offer up trades. And yep. I think I was only offered one trade in my other league and I like sent three, but none of them ever even like responded. They just like let it expire. It's. I I just feel like there's this is there's an aversion to being uh, caught with your pants down in a trade. Everyone would rather have stay put than have the regret. Yeah, and that's I, true. That's I guess. But you know what? The nature. whole point of fantasy football is like reward over regret. It's like who cares? There's no like. Well, I especially mean, if you're not betting big money. Which yeah, the thing is, like, it, like even in like leagues like ours where it's like small bets. I mean, still, just like who cares? Everything's about luck. I mean, there's going to be certain pe- people, Jace, who just say it's all about the skill of knowing every player's what they're going to do that week. But it's just going to be luck anyway. So it's yeah. like, why just throw a 
yeah like a ch- like a quarter down on a player if you I mean I, we talked about this earlier but anybody who claims to have known exactly the score and the outcome of that Bills Jags game a couple weeks ago anybody who could have said oh yeah the Bills are going to go into Jacksonville and get absolutely shut down and lose I think what Josh Allen that week threw like 150 yards like he only had like 10 fantasy points yeah He's the number one scoring quarterback for fantasy football, and he went into Jacksonville and only had 10. It's like... Yeah. No, it's not predictable. Yeah. There was a... Perhaps this is a, a, a turbulence topic for another time that we can move into. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should talk about, like, who won this week. Ooh. Well, uh, yeah. Off the top, we're going to talk about one news and happening at the check-in counter, which is um, the New Orleans Saints seem to have a problem uh they do not have they do not have a quarterback i mean they do technically but let's be perfectly honest they don't Taysom hill just signed a four-year six set 90 million dollar contract with them it's 100 percent incentive yeah though. i know it's actually if, like it, if it, he's it, not starting quarterback for like 90 percent of that <clears throat> contract he is not gonna yeah, i think he only makes like 25 million if yeah. he only plays tight end but it's like it could go up to 90 million but yeah yeah i mean good luck the dude's like already in his late 20s now isn't he he's 30 he did uh you have to remember he got injured for two years uh in college and then he did a two-year gap because he is a um religious freak he went to byu sorry for a moment i thought we were making another age of empires reference and he was like trying to convert people no well i mean he is he is he's literally trying to convert people to mormonism he went over to africa for two years to convert like people to mormons damn yeah he's a byu freak well now that we've lost 50 percent of the bible belt uh thank you for listening to flight of fantasy and we'll catch you whenever we stop hosting uh no i i he i don't see a lot of upside he can run which is he's like, an athlete he's an amazing athlete yeah he's an athlete but um as far as fantasy is concerned i don't see the hype you did pick him up last year and There's played exactly him one and played reason. and played him as a tight end That's when he actually reason. played quarterback that game and i think he got you like 16 points which for a tight end is like which for a tight end is great yes. but like for a quarterback that would have been horrible playing him as the qb that week yeah i think he ended up being like qb 18 or 19 that week but yeah. the point is is like that was a value he has no value if he's just a straight quarterback but, because he's, but the thing he is can't like, live up to that. But the thing is, though, is like, it, I guess it's going to depend if ESPN or Yahoo um, or who's the other um, sleeper. sleeper. There's, a, there's a bunch out there. Like, but are they going to play him no. like as I, I tight was end? looking. ESPN last year was one of the few that did allow him to be put in the tight end. Not happening this year. He's only QB. Only QB. But even though he's only had like six snaps. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah it makes total sense, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking of ways that platforms hate their fantasy players uh we'll get into how our matchups went this week and how much we absolutely fucking hate the unpredictability unpredictability of fantasy football oh yeah it really fucked me this week uh off the top i cheese what is up with connor and cheese recently connor just loves cheese recently absolutely dominated by our chili dog master here He's in first place in the league. And he's lost Derek Henry. And lost his best player, and he's still... But he also is the... That is a long drop. Yeah, it's a long drop. But he is the lowest scoring... Like, teams against him are the lowest scoring in the league. Yeah. 
No, he, he <clears throat> what he is is uh, he is the beneficiary of shit. Like you but, play him, but and what's all funny, your all players will do shit that week. It's like playing I, Jace. Like it's like Jace has been getting lucky this season as well because of it. Well, to be fair, Jace's team is one of if not the top point scoring right now. It is so he is the top point scoring. He's but benefited it, from a lot of great pickups. Yeah, he he uh, has done some great pickups, but to, we'll get to him in a second. To, uh, yeah, to redirect ourselves back game. to the plot here. Uh, I lost by 10 points. Effectively, I lost by the margin of how good Joe Mixon was this week. He had Joe Mixon, who got 30 points, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But my team did fine. It just ended up being 107 to 115. So, John, congratulations. You're very clearly in the playoffs. And Good I'm, win, boy. Good win. And I'm eliminated i think i was pretty much done i think it was like a three percent chance as of last week i think like last week you were done i'm I'm sure on a technical level yes but i think if i had won out i would have squeezed in past we have a couple of teams that are like literally six and six that i'm one of them now yeah uh one of those six and six teams was uh the dog moms the two wives of course this is my wife this is my other wife. I wish people could see Connor right now because oh, he is I'm, so I'm proud that it. he put that as the drop for his wife. It's so good. That's uh, that's Grace and Amy uh, running that that team, and you know the team just fell flat. Uh, they had Dalvin Cook, who got them diddly before getting injured. I mean, it, you know, it's not going to be a good week when Dylan, the running back for the Packers, is your top scoring player. Yeah. Well, and of course, going up against. Uh, it was Paris. My cap is in Paris, and they going gorillas, huh? I don't even know what that means. So, uh, yeah, Paris has Josh Allen, the aforementioned number one point scoring quarterback on the season. Um, but listen to this. Miles Gaskin and Russell Gage were his next two top points. I know, scores. players you don't really see in the top, like, for most teams that week. But they both had decent games. They, they had great games. It's just weird. I, uh, you know, we'll every, every corn dog finds its chili. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know where I was going I, I, with I was that thinking one. Every corn dog finds its stick, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We're talking about chili dogs. A chili dogs. Is... Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about how Russell Gage got those points, uh, or rather, at whose detriment. Yeah. In a little bit. Uh, the next matchup was, of course, our man from technically not down under. I come from a and you got stomped by what's his name? Jace, point leader of the league right now. Yeah. Like we said, he's had some great pickups. He's been getting some great luck. Uh, but yeah, I I was projected to win this week, and my team fell flat, and I did some stupid lineups. I dropped Derek Carr for Cam Newton, and he got me all of five points. <laughs> well. So tough loss, but good, good game, Jace. Good game. But the 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 benefit of that was my Patriots did annihilate his Titans. So you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, sidebar: Would you rather have had the Patriots lose if you could have beaten Jace? Oh man, it's close. I know it's really close. Any other fantasy matchup, I'd say no. But if it's to beat Jace, I'd yeah, the, like, say if no. it was like like it just because it was Jace and like it's like we just <laughs> want him out of the playoffs because we're sick and tired of him winning right now especially because he won the league last year but you know what i'm gonna take the patriots especially with the over Vrabel and like true 
So, little uh, Patriots I, connection there. I learned the other day, which I'm sure you've known your entire life being a Patriots fan, but Vrabel has only had 10 receptions and all 10 were touchdowns. He's the highest scoring defensive offensive player. What was he, a linebacker? Yeah, middle linebacker. So, he also has, like, career, like, seven, 60 sacks. So, like, 60 sacks, 10 touchdowns, 10 receptions. I mean, pretty great career right there. And just an average coach. He's going to win coach of the year. 100%. Mm-hmm. If Belichick doesn't win it with a rookie quarterback, Vrabel 100% deserves it. And I think what he's done with the Titans this year has been nothing but miraculous because they have hot garbage as a quarterback. Woof. Just remember, you can tweet at us at FF Airlines if you think that that was a hot take. Uh, or, you know, since all of you who are listening are in our group chat, you can also just drop it in the group yeah, chat. I think Thanks. they have our numbers. Thanks, boys. You can just, like, call uh, us. The next matchup was uh, kind of sad. It was um, our little... <laughs> up against your own. That, honestly, that one is the best drop. He if has the best one. have those drops, he has, the, be he has one of the worst teams, but the best drop. Yeah. Well, your own still pulled out the win. Uh, what is that? 94 to 59. Christian? I mean, talking about hot garbage, man. Yeah. Christian, I love you. But maybe you should stop trying to make decisions in fantasy football and just go for the person projected with the most points. Like, just... Or maybe, like... Just ask your wife if you can watch the game so you know who's playing. Or just hand off your team to your wife. I think she could just blindly choose a player that scores more points than your roster right now, dude. Uh, I don't know how you've managed this. Your, I, I don't your even, kicker you, was your second highest point scorer. You have to like physically try to score 50 points in fantasy. You really do. Like You have to be like, who's on bye? Let me put all my bye week players on. What's funny is he fielded he he field a, full, a team. full team. I know, yeah. It was uh, all masterful. When we give out worst performance of the year at our end of year award ceremony, this has got to be in the running. I, I this, this there, there's not even a running. This is it. Like it's already been crowned. Well, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. I play him this week, and I would love it if he had a repeat performance to no, rival. I, I this want week. him this week now that he's playing you to score like hundred and eighty points. He'll he'll claim that. What it's is? Do just... we know? Do we have off the top of our head who's the highest scoring like individual week? I think it was Jason week three with hundred. We can find that data, but it would take me a moment, and I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to do it right uh, now, but we'll bring that in when we do end of year. We'll do like yeah. a whole it'll, fake it'll be award to ceremony. Because so. of course, the loser of our league—I've mentioned this on the podcast uh, of yesteryear, back when it was called Helmet to Helmet—and <clears throat> of course, wasn't stolen from me by a bunch of fucking yahoos talking about shitty college football. Um, we have a plastic football-shaped sippy cup that the loser of our league traditionally um, and hasn't yet. Uh, will receive in the mail and they must go to a public bar and sit down at the bar and have their beer poured into it and then they must finish the beer on camera out of that sippy cup yeah last year's didn't do it because well, he's in china COVID. also covid like there was no bars too there were there were no bars who's the year before that i don't remember 
Honestly, it was probably someone else who dropped out of the league. So oh, I know who it was. So I'm sure it was you. No, it wasn't me. I I came second to last that year, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about. It. We will talk about it later because we still have one more matchup. That was, of course, uh, Michael. My favorite drop, actually. Uh, and he went up against Daniel, my brother. You're my brother. You are Is he really your brother? My brother-in-law. And he's older than me. I don't know if he still feels the pain, if we're being honest. But uh, this week he felt the pain. Lost by about 22 points. No, more than that. 22 <clears throat> points. Um, I mean, Le- Lenny. Lenny had a 40-point game. What was I mean, it? that Four was touchdowns? an incredible game. Four touchdowns. God, it's... hundred and something yards. I mean... It's like when you see Tom Brady not look good, it's basically because... Well, he's not had to look good. Well, the, th- the issue is like They're Tom Brady. Team. Tom Brady is the fourth scoring quarterback in the league this year for fantasy reasons. Yep. But there's games that he only has like ten points, but it's because Leonard Fournette has forty. Like, and that like Buccaneers team is still running over teams. I mean, yeah, they have three losses now. Uh, would you consider them still to be the favorites in the <sighs> NFC? Oh, man, I mean, because the Packers technically have a better record, but the Packers are are. I think I they're know. the Packers are barely getting past some of these games without their starting right tackle, without two defensive tackles. I mean, they're just and now Aaron Jones looks like he's out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I take favorites. that back. Aaron Jones is healthy. <clears throat> I don't want to say they're there. favorites, but like they're definitely one of like the top competitors. So yeah. Uh, well, you know. As I fumbled over whether uh, Aaron Jones was in or out, which he is healthy, I just double-checked, um, we can move on to our blacklist, our no-fly list here. Um, it wasn't a bad week injury-wise. Um, there were a number of big names who got injured, but a lot of it seems to be not necessarily season-ending, save for save for one. Um, but right off the bat, Dalvin Cook like dislocated his shoulder. It looks like he actually tore his labrum at the time as well. Um the assumption is going to be he'll probably be back for real life playoffs. He may be back for like week fifteen or sixteen. I mean, that's if the Vikings can make it right now. They're not looking too oh, yeah. hot. So got smoked by the Niners. There was is... a few. There was a few moments in that game that uh, it looked like it was going to go the other way, though. Yeah, yeah. That was like it, I went. It got smoked a... in the last like quarter. Yeah, but like for the first half it was a close game. Yeah. Well, the 49ers defense has been hit or miss particularly due to injuries this year and the back yeah. half of that game they were not looking as hot as they should have. The the game got close unnecessarily especially in the fourth quarter, but I digress. Uh who do we got next year? Uh Jimmy oh. McKinnis. Yeah, McKissick that was a scary looking injury that was Monday night's game. Um I didn't even get to watch the game actually on Monday. So. Uh well, honestly good for you because you would have wanted to gouge your eyes out it was just a bad i mean i would have wanted to watch just for the fact to watch the seahawks lose i mean like i'm not even an an nfc team but i'd still love to watch the seahawks lose you know um to be fair the only seahawks fan listening to us is paris i don't even think paris is necessarily a seahawks fan paris feel free to correct me in our in our group chat or tweet at us at ff airlines um but yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking note to self, if we ever took this thing on the road, did like live shows, we're, we can't do one in Seattle. We'd get fucking... Which just sucks because we live here. Yeah, we live here. We'd get destroyed. People would just fucking murder us. Yeah. Although, 
I was speaking. Can you can you wear your vintage eighties forty uh, nineers jacket? jacket? Yeah. Well, it would definitely soften the blows because that thing's like six inches thick. So uh, <laughs> made of Kevlar. Yeah. Well, so J D McKissick, uh, he had like a head injury. First, he hit the shoulder pad of a defensive player, and then the knee came in and hit the same part of the top. Oh of the wow! Head. Yeah. Uh, looked like it compressed like crazy, but says he's fine. So, so probably won't no be knee injury or even uh, no top of the head no concussion nope well he might have a con- i don't know if he went through concussion protocol because he was carted off oh, okay so he might end up being put in the concussion <clears throat> protocol um we need to get you a cough button man are you okay you need some water i think i need some water we have maybe bananas we there our... it's not the same thing yeah maybe some potassium maybe we can get our um assistant here she's got headphones in uh, i can hold it down for the next like 30 seconds nah, if you want to go good. get a glass uh we had Darren Waller, who is not practicing this week as a result of a knee injury mid-game. Uh, that could have benefited me uh, in my matchup with John, but of course it didn't, so I lost anyway. Oh, man. AB is still uh, on the horizon for when he's coming back. I remember, what was it, like three and a half weeks ago, I said something about, um, oh, it's a veteran rest day, he's coming back. Yeah, I'm putting on the clown makeup right now as we speak. Uh, I've dropped him. I had him on my on my team. I dropped AB. Uh, I mean, Debo. him him being out is one of the reasons the um, box like aren't being like top competitors though. I feel like that's a, I feel that's like a big we, weapon loss. That is a big weapon. Speaking of big weapons, we uh, we also saw Debo Samuel go out. Uh, that was about midway through the 49er game. He appeared to tweak what is a groin injury, I understand. That is what I read. But he looks to be week to week because they were able to pull him out. He didn't have to play the rest of that. Yeah, game. luckily, I mean, they didn't really need him the rest of that game, but he has been so hot lately and one of the top weapons in the NFL. Um, hopefully they can get him back here for next week. Um, big game against uh, the Seahawks. I'll be at that game. I know. I'll, I heard some I am rumors. So excited. <clears throat> it is. Uh, it has been a long time coming. My first NFL game. I'm, I'm also going to my first NFL game this week as well. You're flying to Cincinnati to go watch the Cincinnati Chargers game. I really hope Cincinnati wins because I hate the Chargers. But this week I'm playing John, and he has both Burrow and Mixon, so I'm going to be like a little like so if twisted if, emotions. If they could just win on direct snaps to like T Higgins throwing to Tyler Boyd, you'd be yeah, like pretty much just like all defensive plays. Yeah, like <laughs> no touchdowns scored on offense, but like 13 pick sixes. I'm actually going to sh- I should just grab Cincy's D and just like hope that goes that way. You know what? You never know. <laughs> what, what is Cincy's D even ranked this season? I wonder. Who, who knows? I'll let you find that as I, I'll move on to the very last uh, injury. Uh, of course, if you don't know this by now, um, please go sit down. Christian McCaffrey is out for the season for the second time in three years. Uh, just done. He, um, he's honestly played three games of football in three years. He is the most injury-prone guy, I think, right now in the NFL, which is a shame because he's the best weapon in the NFL. Yeah, talented as heck, but this is, you know what this is? This is Todd Gurley. This is Le'Veon Bell. When running, you put everything through the can't, running back. Running backs can't last in this league. That's why mm-hmm. it was like when Bell sat out that year for a big contract, it was stupid because no one's going to give a running back a big contract. Yep. When you can go out in the second round and draft, like, 
great players like Joe Mixon uh, or like get, Elijah Mitchell was a Elijah six round Mitchell, pick. Yeah, six round pick. Um, Damian Harris, six rounder for the Patriots. Um, Stevenson, great running back for the Patriots. He was a fourth rounder. It's like you can grab running backs anywhere for cheap rookie contracts. Yep. And but when a team gets a guy like Le'Veon Bell, like McCaffrey, they just run them into the dirt, and it's such a shame to see. Yeah. Because it's not like obviously for fantasy football it does hurt you when these guys get injured they can't yeah. play anymore but it, it's tough to watch these guys have to go through that pain. Well, and it's it's a reason why they talk about the NFL also standing for not for long as far as players. Yeah, you get in. Make well, your money, I, well I think the yourself. average the average length of an NFL player is only two seasons, which is crazy. Yeah. But if you, you do have to think about, for every Tom Brady, there's 13 undrafted guys who come to the league for two games. So Yeah, exactly. Well, and uh, you just, you hate to see that happen. It makes you better understand. It's not great for fantasy, but you see teams that really just rotate through their players like that. Um, the 49ers, you know, they'll, they'll roll through various running backs as long as they're effective. So circling back just a second. Cincinnati defense is ranked 16th in the league, but the last two weeks they've played Las Vegas and Pittsburgh and put up 11 and 18 with a pick six in those two games. So. And Chargers just got lit up. Chargers uh, have gotten lit up quite a few times the last few weeks. By, yeah, by opposing defenses. That might be an interesting, uh, interesting pickup. Uh, we'll pivot now so we can try and keep this podcast under two hours. Uh, to our first class players. Now this has been tweaked a little bit. We've done first class in the yeah. past where we were trying to look ahead, but you know what? We are pretty much trash at that. So instead, we're going to look at who were first class players this last week. We're going to be thankful for them. Very thankful, but not in the same way that Taysom Hill was thankful to be able to go convert people in a predatory manner. Um first class, of course, the point scoring savant this week would have been leonard fournette with those 40.6 points damn dude i know he was just unstoppable i i I feel like i feel like the fact that that was 80 percent of christian's point total in one player is hilarious yeah he only scored 56 points yeah (laughs) so uh of course we've talked about joe mixon as well with 30 points josh allen was the top is the top scoring on the year he was also this last week at the quarterback position. 26. 26.7. And your top scoring wide receiver. This one fucked me up. Yep. You had to. You, I you went against him. the guy. Jalen Waddle. That's Miami's wide receiver, of course. That was 24 points. And then it sounds so like middling. We're, we're back to tight ends not scoring a ton of points anymore. The era of Gronk giving you 25 a week is gone because now we have Jack Doyle giving you 17 and you're fucking but the thankful. Second highest scoring was Gronk. Yeah, that's true. He's back. He, well, he's sort of back. He, Tight he, ends are just not valuable well, right now. Well, do you know he's only three games away from breaking uh, Gonzalez's record for most 100-yard games for tight end? Wow. So he could technically break the record this season. He already has the record for most tight end touchdowns. Yeah, now but, he's just making that distance. But now he's just trying to get the yardage record from Gonzalez, which he'll break the game yards for 100 this season, possibly. But next season, he if he plays one more season, he could be the all-time leading yardage tight end. 
That's crazy. I mean, he's a generational talent, like truly the best to do it. Yeah. Well, and he also, he's also was had... very young when he took his year off. Yeah. Like if he yeah, had that, stayed that that's, long. That's game. the crazy thing. He also retired for a year. Yeah. Man, I'd love to see him do it, but I hope it's not at the expense of his body because obviously, you know. I mean, he's, he's had some injuries. Enough. He's had some injuries this season, but um, he's also been playing dominant football. Well, and he's got to be healthy enough to continue pushing girls off of boats, you know. Whoa. Have you not been watching? There's like all these videos from like his exes where he's not, not violently or anything like no. that. There's no scandals coming out. It's just like no. Gronk being but a like, large 14 year old pushing women off of boats. It's and shit. the Gronk cruises out of Boston. They're like oh, legendary. God. Best party. Best party no. in New England. Best party food, though, is our sponsor of our meltdown segment. Beecher's Handmade Cheese makes some of the most delicious freezer to oven ready dishes. And I mean. Uh, they have their world's best mac and cheese. They've got cheese curd lasagna. They have a whole slate of new things that are coming out. I know. We need to get I, a little party platter of that. I know. Out. Well, that'll have to be for our award ceremony. We'll just have a whole platter of shit. Ooh. Um, oh, little board. I, I heard from, from somebody within... Sorry, Christian, that was pronounced so bad. With, within uh, Beecher's, they're trying out incorporating... They make a like a cheesy... Uh, it's like corn. It's like a street corn, like an elote like almost. Mexican corn is a little action going. But they're going to try and develop a recipe where you can just easily mix it into cornbread. Ooh. Cheesy elote cornbread, dude. Ooh. I talk, just, I heard that. To me. I heard that and I just, I had a, a mental meltdown just thinking about how good it is. But if these players run your roster, you had a team meltdown. We'll start at the top here. Uh, Chris Godwin got you 2.7 points. I mean, he didn't need to be, he, uh, yeah. the team didn't need him. So Fournette like took everything. Yeah. If you, if you just want to take Lenny's points and spread it, there's also Mike Evans on this list. He got, uh, what was that? 3.1. So if you just kind of borrow back from Lenny, you'll get the real points there. Yeah. I don't expect that trend to continue. This Emmanuel Sanders 4.3, but like he's. Pretty much disappeared last few weeks, which is surprising. He was a- he he might not to get he might not be on this list next week, even if he does perform badly. Because I don't don't he he's trending the wrong direction. Yeah, he's just been having yeah. a tough second half of the season here. This one I was surprised. Nick Chubb only under five points. Yeah, well, and I I was looking. I was like, was it a situation where they had to go elsewhere? No, they just couldn't run the ball. No, it was a low scoring game. I mean, that was the Baltimore. It, yeah, that was that. Baltimore. Yeah, that was um. Justin Tucker was the highest scoring player that game. Woof. That's depressing. Uh, also depressing as a 49er fan, George Kittle was not involved in that That one hurt me. That, that was 1.8 points. I should have played Schultz. Yeah, Dalton Schultz would have been a better choice. Uh, Dallas Goddard got you half a point. In our league, that means he got a reception for zero yards. We are a half-point league. He either had a reception for zero yards or a five-yard rush. That's <laughs> so bad. I wonder, did anyone play him this week? I'm sure. You think? I don't know. I feel like somebody... I mean, think about it. As soon as Ertz fled town, everyone assumed that Goddard would be... You know who had it was probably Christian. Oh. (laughs) That was probably Christian's. Probably. Tyler Boyd, only 2.3. Najee Harris, 5.2. This one hurts. Kyle Pitts. He'd been on the up and up. I know. I thought he was... 12 plus. I know. And, like, he is the top weapon in that system. And this goes back to what we were talking about Gage earlier. Mm -hmm. Russell Gage stole what would have probably been his... His red zone targets. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Matt Ryan loves Kyle Pitts. I, that, that whole offense loves Kyle Pitts. Well, I think he, the NFL loves Kyle he Pitts likes, right now. Matt Ryan needs a big-bodied, wide 
wingspan receiver of any kind. Julio he had it with Julio. He had it with Calvin Ridley. And now all he has is Kyle Pitts. Marvin, Mike, Mike White was... If you're dipping into anything earlier than like 2012, you've lost me. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, shit, was Matt Ryan... He was like 2008 or 10? Matt Ryan came in the league 2007 out of BC College. Interesting. BC. Yeah. I, I, I said college twice there. It's at just Boston College. I said okay, BC Boston. College, but it's Boston College. I that's don't know okay. what happened. It's okay. There. Maybe you'll maybe you'll go not, War Eagles. Don't no, that's Auburn. <laughs> don't make don't make that mistake when you go to your ATM machine later. Uh, DK Metcalf. Actually, do you know calling it an ATM machine is actually called a Raz um, Andrum? Because ATM is actually stands for an automatic machine, but now you say ATM machine. You're saying machine twice in that, and it's called a RAS. I was making a, a joke about you saying BC College. Yeah, I know. But it's actually <laughs> called a RAS something now. I forgot what I just said, but whatever. A, 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 a okay. RAS Autumn. A RAS Syndrome or something, whatever. All right, all right. I'll take your word for it. Or I'm science. Whatever. I know math. It's architecture, but that's okay, friend. It's English, uh, actually. But... Aaron Jones, uh, I got this confused a little earlier. He, We don't include injured players on this list. Aaron Jones was not injured, which is why he's on this list. He got you only 2.3 points. Pathetic. And we skipped over him, but DK Metcalf only got you 1.8. This is a simple Was that the game he got kicked out, or was that last the week before? That, no, that was the week before. This yeah. is, this is him played. in a full game. This is a whole, he only had one target. Yeah. Wow. Keep it up. Russell Wilson, get as stinky as you want this next week. I'm going to be in my throwback all-whites, drinking beer on the visitor's side. $13 beer. $13 beer. Bud Light. Yeah, probably not Bud Light. It'll be something. Whatever their fanciest cheap beer will be. Fremont. No, it'll be Rainier. Well, that'll Rainier be is you said fancy. Be- you said fancy cheap. Well, I, Fremont, okay. Fremont's going to be their fancy cheap. That's true. Fremont. If you I'll get a myself, sponsor, I'll get myself. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you are my favorite brewery in Seattle. Yeah, you know what? I might have connections there. I actually have a connection there. I know their brewer. Uh, I know their marketing person. Oh, cool! Let's give them a call. All right, so uh, welcome on to the sponsor uh, radar, Fremont Brewing. Um, we are not doing our built and waiting for Bose to sponsor noise canceling segment this week, so we're gonna slip right into jet streamers. With a nice, refreshing Fremont Pilsner. Oh, man. I mean... Sit back on that jet and just have that nice, lush... You know, yeah, yeah. Fremont, we're building this out just for you. You ever been sitting on your jet and the and the waitress with her skirt six inches above the knee walking around and she's like, do you want wine? And you go, fuck no, where's my beer? And they go, we don't have beer. Don't let that be your mistake. Bring your own Fremont. Fremont Brewing here in Seattle. See? There it is. Boom, man. I, I'm I'm thirsty right now. I wish we well, had. I wish I had a lush IPA right now. I wish I had a dark star. That one Ooh, is yeah. that. It's basically a meal, which is perfect in the wintertime. Fremont, seriously, you're getting free advertising now. So now you kind of have to sponsor us. Uh, we are gonna actually move into jet streamers here. We each picked three players: uh, typically quarterback, running back, and a receiver. I'll let Austin kick off with his quarterback before I step in with mine. All right, this week I'm going to go with. To a team, Miami Dolphins quarterback. Don't ask me why. Um, I just think he's been playing lights out football for a middle of the road quarterback. But I think this week he's been like taking a step every week. Him and Waddell, old college teammates, Long, yeah, have yeah. been reigniting that like 
chemistry. So I yeah I I see him as a viable streaming candidate. I mean, this week you're losing out on uh, I believe it is the Packers and the Lions. And well, that's not the Lions. <laughs> Lions are their opponents by week. Oh man. Well, I'll just go ahead here. Derek Carr has been a damn consistent quarterback this year. He is currently ranking as the 12th and half-point PPR. I wish I ha- used him as my streamer last week instead of Cam Newton. I actually dropped Carr for Cam Newton last week. Mm. Should have listened to you. You're going to create one of those TikToks now where it's you screaming at your window and then you like, yeah. Sponsored by TikTok. TikTok. Where something, I don't know what their tagline I is I don't anymore. know either. We're just all about our sponsors this week. <laughs> but I... I'm the sponsor of Derek Carr. If you've been burned before, listen, Derek Carr's anonymous. I'll be your sponsor because he is going to be so reliable this week. I'm actually playing him myself because I have Ryan Tannehill on by. I am not double dipping with Teddy Bridgewater after last week. So Derek Carr, I mean, they're, they're a team that is honestly rallying just to prove they have heart. They've gone through a lot of shit this year, and he has been a leader. Raiders. He really has been a leader. I'm not necessarily a big fan of the the Raiders organization, and I'm not typically a big fan of most of the people who end up on the Raiders, but I do think Derek Carr is like one of the few stabilizing forces in that entire My only issue with Carr this year is like he's using way too much hair dye. Really? Like, his ha- like look at pictures of him. Bring him up. His hair is like midnight black. Like very well, obvious, he also he has Avril Lavigne eyeliner. No, like, but very obviously, like he's going gray early, and he's like fighting the urge of going gray at thirty. I don't know. I'm biased on that front as well because I, as a San Francisco Giants fan, I got to watch Brian Wilson dye his beard black as a closing pitcher through our entire oh my World God, Series. I know. He was yeah. hilarious when he looked, but like, Carl looks just really funny with his just suit too black. That's fair. So, who is your running back this week, then, Connor? Uh, my running back this week is Devontae Freeman. Ooh, nice one. I like this. Uh, he has been getting a lot more share in that Baltimore backfield. They don't appear to be giving Lamar Jackson as many designed run plays, particularly around the red zone. It's a lot of scrambling for him this season. He, he's more of a scrambler right now. He's not, he's not taken off immediately out of the backfield. And they're, they're deliberately trying to establish a run game because they know it opens up not just for Lamar, but also for the passing game. I mean, so. talking about, like, running backs who, like, get overused. I mean, like, four years ago, Freeman was, like, hottest running back in the league here. Atlanta just, was like, yeah, exactly. grinding him. But, um, yeah, I think he's been great uh, fitting in the system there in Baltimore, so that's a great fit. Uh, my running back this week is going to be Jamal Williams of Detroit. Uh, there's an injury to Swift. Uh, so Jamal will be getting the lion's share. Oh, oh see what I do? Oh, oh I he, he totally ignored me there. But um, I think he's going to be a great little start this week. Um, a lot, Obviously, waivers have already gone through. Teams have already jumped on him. In our league, Jace was the winner of that lottery, mainly because mm-hmm. everyone in our league slept this week through waivers, including me. Not me. I, I got I, my bitches. I 100% slept through. I totally forgot what day it was yesterday. And then now going to our wide receiver pick of the week. I'm going to go with Kendrick Bourne out of New England. 
Um, this is obviously a, a my team. Uh, sorry, guy. that's mine. Friend. I know. I'm 100 stealing Connor. No, right you're now. not allowed to steal. I'm mine. stealing Connor. No, nope. right we're gonna nope. trade. <laughs> I totally. He he took Kendrick Bourne, and I wanted him because he's the Patriots. So you can have my guy. It's if fine. you can give me, you one... actually have my guy on your roster. Yeah, I need. So to how about we just switch? I'll take Kendrick Bourne. You take your guy who you Yikes. actually play this Don't week. do that. You just don't like your pick. Oh, fine. My pick this week is Van Jefferson, wide receiver <laughs> of the Rams. I do like the guy. I mean, like you, you like him enough you, to have him on your roster. Do you need some gum? Because I, you basically threw up in your mouth there trying to avoid saying Van Jefferson. Yeah. I do have him on my roster because I needed some. I needed one wide receiver depth option uh, after AB got dropped because I'm not holding on to AB. I mean, I have Cooper Cup and. He has been stealing receptions away from Cooper Cup this whole season. He yeah. gets like good six targets a week. It's just what he can make out of those six targets, and right. he has big boom weeks. Well, and OBJ has a, a quote hip pointer. He's probably not playing this week. Yeah. So this is one of those few spot stars where I do agree he could be very playable, especially if you have a Carolina Panther, Green Bay Packer, Tennessee Titan, or a Cleveland Brown on your roster. It's not a uh, Lions. It was the Browns. So. Um, Lions great might as film. well be, but yeah, you're right. I just chose Jamal Williams, so they're not on by. I know. For a moment, I was wondering if you picked a player on by, and then I double checked. So no, uh, yeah, the the beans have been spilt. I am taking uh, Kendrick Bourne in New England. I don't know if it was last week or the week prior, but there was a video of Belichick absolutely gassing up Kendrick Bourne last just, week. He had um, two scores. I mean, it, he was on the 49ers for two years. Fanta- he had a lot of heart, fantastic player. He, he was nothing more than a wide receiver 3-4 for you guys. But here's the thing. He was a wide receiver 3-4 who had like something like half of our team's third down conversions. He had, like when we were uh, third or fourth down in the red zone, he was like the guy. Because you knew if you put it in his hands, he would clamp down on it and fight for those yards. He just he is a well-executing wide receiver, and Belichick is obviously making good use of him. I do think this week you could plug him and play him, and he will almost certainly get you more than projection. He, you know he is wide receiver 29 on the season. I know. It's beautiful. But do you good also realize he has had like five big bust games? Yeah. He is he, he is he was he is the definition of boomer bust. He's a top thirty yep. wide receiver, but only half of his games he scored over four. Yeah. And the other half he scored twenty. Yeah, that's fair. Well, book it. This is an over twenty week. Book it. Book it. But book actually, it. please, uh, for legal reasons, your own, um, my lawyer of choice will be uh, not accepting any liability for this at this time. I was told to read this. This so. is this is non-financial advice. Yeah, this is not financial advice. Uh, don't Just because some dude parlayed like seven games and got a million dollars does not he mean... He parlayed all, all 16. He, I didn't know that. Yeah, he parlayed all 16. Good for him. He, he sucked God's dick this week. Whoa! We're just... <laughs> we're just beaten down on the bible belt right now so you know what might as well dip in even farther because our turbulence this week is about college football and how much it sucks well it was originally going to be about like the coaching carousel but i don't watch college football because Col- it sucks. connor doesn't know anything so i don't know about anything about coaches football. i know he, names he, i was like who's lincoln riley oh well he's the usc head coach who's kelly uh kellen you mean kellen moore no, no. Ke- kelly Ke- keelan moore 
Keelan He's the uh, offensive coordinator for the... No, Kelly. He was the uh, head coach for the Fighting Irish, which just moved over to LSU. LSU is... You can't just give me one of the man's first names. I need all names. Yeah. Urban Meyer. Former Alabama. No. Now in Jacksonville. No. <laughs> former Ohio. Nick Same S- thing. Nick Saban is Alabama. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. baby Belichick. You know, Nick, I just found this out this week. Nick Saban actually worked under Belichick's dad at Navy in the 80s. 82 season, Nick Saban was a defensive backs coach for Navy. I wish you had video of how glossy my eyes are getting right now. And 82, uh, Belichick's father was still uh, at Navy until 89. So technically, Saban had has worked under both Belichick's. Interesting. Because he obviously was the defensive coordinator for Belichick when he was the head coach of the Browns. Uh, yeah, but yes. Interesting. So no, we're not going to talk any more about coaches and how boring that is. What we actually want to talk about, what I posed at, at Austin earlier, and it immediately became a conversation, which is why I knew it was a this good is topic. This like the most conversational piece about sports, arguably. Well, in, particular, sports, in right. particular with football, why... If and I'm not talk I'm not talking about the third string long snapper. I'm talking about the top tier players. Why are they not better prepared for the NFL style of gameplay, knowing that they're going into a draft, knowing that they're going to be plugged in? Because college How- football is played different. It's all about wildcat systems, air raid. It's about scoring a lot of points to make the coaches look good so they can get the money. Because the players don't get the money anyway, so it doesn't matter how good they perform. It matters if the team can put up major points so the coach can get paid. And I can understand that argument to a degree. And then degree. we get the whole thing, should players be should college players be paid then? This is all totally different. Like, well, topic. so I have, I have, that. yeah, that can get into a whole mess of worms. The answer is yes, but they are, and it's free tuition. Um, but like, if we're talking, okay. But your thing is like, why aren't college teams better than what they should be no why why aren't rookie players better equipped well it's it's the whole argument of why are there more undrafted free agents in the hall of fame than first round draft picks it's like you can't even like at that age of like these guys are coming into the league usually around 21 they're still children like they've only two three years out of high school Mm. most of these guys only play two three seasons of college before they go to the nfl so that's like saying, like, why isn't high school football like the NFL? I mean, but it's not. You have three. So let me let me say this. We don't have. We have not pulled any data for this. We don't have anything. We're not pulling off of it. This is not pre-planned. We're, not we're just writers. We're not pros. Not like college so football. So what I'm saying is, is there data out there that can show you after three years in the NFL, your development? Which let's let's just assume. But the average player is only in the NFL for two seasons. So what I'm saying is, is let's say Josh Rosen was better prepared to be put into the NFL by going to a school whose coach believed in a more NFL mindset, the same grind, the same, you know, all that sort of shit, which obviously if they're a college athlete, it means they also have real college to go to, but let's be perfectly fucking honest. These players are handpicked to play the sport, to go to a school that's going to baby them through their curriculum in a lot of cases so that they can go make big money in the NFL for four years and then quit. And while they're there, make big money for the college. So I'm curious, if we're if we're saying three years of each, 
three years transition just to get like how how different is high school from college football i'd wager not that different and skill level improves but i'm saying style of play the type of like it's going to be wildcat air raid systems and and the level of commitment knowing that there is actual education that is supposed to be quote unquote the focus but what i'm saying is the third year for most of these players who get drafted is there like a distinct holy shit after that third year they're so much better in year four and on which might be a small sample size because they'll either get drummed out before then or they'll just be well the other thing right is like in the nfl there's a thousand players in the nfl currently because of roster sizes practice squads yes but then you look at in college d1 there's probably ten thousand athletes in d1 football because there's 350 schools in the d1 system true so i mean obviously the percentage of that is only going to be 0.1 percent are going to the next level yeah so i guess why for well minor sidebar maybe there don't need to be that many free rides for the people who just ride the bench the entire fucking season well there is actually um a scholarship limit to a lot of universities you're only allowed to give out 62 um scholarships hmm. i just yeah i mean that and 62 scholarships is 62 uh, and every school is a little different i'm just like throwing out the national average of like in the 60s but most college teams have 80 to 90 players yeah uh, but the 62 scholarships, though, doesn't have to be 62 players. It can be 62 scholarships, the cost of that university. So say the university is $30,000, mm-hmm. you can give two players 15000 scholarship each. Yeah. And that counts as one of the 62. I guess, to me, it just it, it begs the question of, like, what... Would we be better served by having players get drafted straight out of high school and joining a minor league football system... Not unlike baseball, because at least in baseball, they're receiving basketball used to be able to go right from like Kobe Bryant, LeBron. They both went from high school right to the NBA. Well, and the NBA has the G League, which is yeah, minor league teams. So I I guess what what I'm saying is, is like minor leagues players are paid necessarily paid like it is a requirement. They are given literally like the organization's amount of like. That organization is spending money on the stadium. They're spending money on everything. Yeah. As opposed to these kids going through what's genuinely like a faux college experience. They're not getting a true education, unfortunately, a lot of the time. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, like, it's not like these universities aren't spending money on football. Freaking Lincoln Riley just signed a $110 million contract to go to USC. So there's money in college football. There is money in college football. And I think... What I'm kind of arguing is if they're not able to play the sport effectively for long anyway, why not just remove? Why Why is this big, hacky, making money in this thing that has nothing to do with the school's actual well, who, bona fides? It was um, Kyle Fuller last year who went from high school to the XFL and then got <coughs> drafted in the NFL. He was the first player to go from high school to XFL to nfl Mm -hmm. but there's only been one but you know why honestly it's capitalism these universities make so much money off of college sports and d1 football is the biggest money maker yeah and colleges don't want the nfl to start leagues they don't want the xfl or what was the other league that started this year uh it was it was that weird like fan control one yeah i can't remember what it was called XFL was uh, by um, Andrew Luck's dad, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Andrew Luck's dad ran the XFL. Well, I thought it was... Who's Jim... Not Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon used to own it. Oh, I see. But, it was uh, his Andrew Luck's dad actually was, like, the commissioner. Interesting. Um, I, I, I just think, like, obviously capitalism. Sure. We're, we're about to drift into territory of, like, should colleges cost that much? If I know that I'm paying for my education, uh, do I... Do I want to be paying to go to a school that I know is spending most of my money on making the program better? I mean, there is the argument, though, like, like this like money... Like the sports program, like yeah, not my education yeah. better. Wait, you want to go to a university that... I want to go to a university where I know none of my money is going to making the men's helmets shinier for the fucking football team because yeah. I want to get out of it with... I want to get out of it with more money. Now, that's me saying... I mean, this is great because both of you and I both went to a university that did not have a football team. Didn't have a football team. Didn't have a basketball team. Didn't have a baseball team because it got eliminated just as I committed. I, I was actually supposed to be on our baseball team at uh, the Savannah College of Art and Design. I would have been a B, which is just, that's like not threatening. I was a B for a season. That's right. Soccer, right? Yep. Uh, excuse me for our international listeners of which there are zero. Football. Football. We have some Spanish, but... Oh, excuse me. El footballio. Um, Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Uh, oh, God. Jason Moore. Massive inspiration to this man right Jesus here. Jesus Christ. Um, no, I, I just think about it and I go like, if, if there was no sports in college, but how about this? They are divorced, but they Finances use the facility. Yeah. So that way, but all this, these the argument actually is like universities like Alabama that spend a hundred million dollars a year on football, they make three hundred million dollars a year on football, and if they're only spending a hundred and they make three hundred, that university that money goes back into the university. In some cases, in yeah. some cases, I'm not. We have like once again, we're not looking at any. Numbers no, no, we have this. we have no we have no financial record of any of the universities. What I they know, spend. I know the president of SCAD makes way too much fucking money, yeah, and I'm willing well, to bet a me. lot of these D1 schools with college programs pay everybody involved Lincoln, up to the dean with way too much Lincoln, fucking money. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Park, ten million dollars to coach USC. Yeah, so there that's is bullshit. Massive money bullshit uh, but like let's let's be unless honest. he can guarantee these people usc like, isn't making 110 million dollars on the football program they're not making that much money from their like tv deals no so that money is coming from other parts of the university and i mean yeah. universities are billion dollar corporations because of the endowments they have especially universities like i mean harvard has a 6.8 billion dollar endorse uh endowment jesus it's the one of the largest companies in the world because yeah. of like how much they make so I'm like USC does have the money, like it's. They all have the money. That's what's depressing. But it's like how much money is, earning from football and how much is spent on it, and. I I just think how I mean, interesting. It's funny, we actually started about this is like the level of like college players and like why aren't isn't like why is there such a tough jump to NFL? But now we've talked about capitalism. We're just went with this, but this is the whole point of. Uh, well, segment. turbulence can go any direction. You yeah, could exactly. drop six hundred feet. You could end up in a barrel roll. Next thing you know, your so, wife's sister is on your lap, and it's weird, and you don't know why, but she didn't wear her seatbelt, and oh no, step sis. Oh, step sis. Uh, <laughs> so no, uh, to, to kind of to kind of put a little a little bow on this. I think to me the most interesting outcome. Imagine if there's 32 NFL teams. Yep. Maybe there's an expansion in a few years. 34. Team, they, Me- Team Mexico City. Team Mexico City. 
I still think there should be one in Vancouver. Big enough, <sighs> big enough metro area. No, first, Canada. first Canadian city to get one will be Toronto. Ooh, good point. Actually, better call. Anyway, sidebar. Let's say there's 34 teams. Would you say there are 34 top tier colleges spread out throughout the uh, the United States? No, I in mean, terms of football. No, I would argue it's probably college, more college than playoff. Top tier college teams? Like, I mean, like top tier. Do you think? Oh no, top tier. I think there's only ten colleges like that have so, top tier programs. Like, imagine that could if, play. Like, Alabama could beat the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Yeah, like that's oh, like that's well, what we're talking about. Top tier. That's true. Michigan could beat Detroit. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe. Uh, you yeah. Know, I they, think Har- Harbor. Didn't they just, didn't they just think, uh, break into the second spot? Of, yeah, uh, they did. Uh, Harbor has had a great season, actually. Um, so uh, what I what I'm saying is is imagine the could best... Harbor beat Harbor right now? Harbor. Harbor. Could Harbor? I don't mm, beat Harbor. Baltimore. Probably not, because you have Lamar Jackson, kind of the X factor. The defense wouldn't really be able to handle that. But imagine if each NFL team got to pick. What their let's just use the uh, major league baseball system. Like, like a draft? <laughs> well, not like a draft. I mean, it would probably be what's nearby. Their their best college is nearby, like uh, like a farm system of colleges. A farm system, a triple A, a double A, and a single A, so that you get the triple A is the the best college system, and now it's divested from a college. You have double A, which will be the next best college in the area. Again, divested. I think that would produce better football. And you would actually get just as much local money. You'd have to spend... You, the only way that would work is if you put a salary cap then on college football. Yes, and there should be. There should absolutely be one. Yeah. And it should all, there should also be a law about how much of the college's in, uh, funds end up in college football. Oh, yeah, that would net. Yeah. net net like Spending. if they if the program is making enough money that it goes back into the school i can understand it but that also man i don't know i would hate to have are we gone... just reinventing american sports right now i think we might be i think we're like trying to reinvent american sports but it's like it also at the same time it's not because baseball and hockey have farm systems and and uh, those may be the only two that have farms. Uh, basketball has a farm, the G League, so that's a farm system. I, and I think if you look at, uh, granted, hockey might be the better analogy here, and you can speak more to it. Yeah. But would you say that the players who end up playing hockey out of that farm system tend to be better equipped and have better conditioning than players who get thrown in as rookies? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. I mean, like, there, there's, like, maybe four college programs for hockey that, like, you can go straight from the college to that. But almost every, like, top-scoring player in the NHL has gone through the farm system of, uh, like, the Quebec League or the AHL mm-hmm. or the uh, KNL, which is the Russian League. Yep, that tracks. Yeah. Everything's K over there for yeah. some reason. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> but that's the thing is like you either go through the Quebec League, the AHL, or the KLN or whatever it is. Right. And then you go into the NHL. The very few players go, go from the college system in. Um, because there's a gap between paid professional sports and college when they're not paid because it's college is about making a profit. Yeah. While spending the least amount, which is free players. Yeah. 
And maybe maybe that's why it has to be removed from the college circuit and it needs to become a, a system is you can you don't necessarily have to pay these kids a lot. But they do deserve like imagine if they're not going to school and now the cost of tuition is no longer a cost and now you're just paying them whatever that cost would have been. They're not getting a free education, but, but they're devoting 100% of their time to conditioning and game knowledge. Okay, They'll be but, better I mean, players like, and have less injuries. You know, like a way like not to like necessarily... Coming from a guy who doesn't play sports right now. Yeah, like... Ne- like. Woo! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, like, fuck, my hernia, I can barely walk up the stairs some days. <laughs> Uh, but like, uh, like quick, easy fix right here is instead of like the argument of getting rid of paying players is salary cap scholarships. Players have to be hundred percent scholarship, mm-hmm. but you get the limit of 80. Yeah. Every player on your team has to be a full scholarship player. So now you're actually having to like fully invest in those players by giving them everything free. Mm-hmm. And you're giving a limit, and players on your team can't be walk-ons or anything. You have to invest actually on those players, yep. give them everything. Yep. So then there's like you don't have thirty guys who are walk-ons who are just practice dummies for you for free to help you get better. Yep. So maybe that's just like a very easy fix right there. Yeah. I and I I think I'd be interested to learn what the payoff could be to if they didn't have an actual college curriculum they had to follow, if they could be committed to a school and effectively spend all of their time conditioning and being. Well, that's why Alabama is the best team is because let's be honest, they don't have to go to their school programs. Yeah. USC isn't sending those kids to freaking like their, rocket science. Yeah. Classes. They're not going to their STEM courses. Yeah. Like the rest of the colleges, like, yeah. like there are colleges that are just pure, just conditioning, eating practice. Yeah. Oh, you're. I'm gonna put you through a nutrition. I mean, like class. we're not like like I'm not like Eat making bananas. this as a joke as like Blue Mountain State where there's like nerds like for the pro- the football team. But I'm just saying there's like universities that don't care that yeah. they're if their pro- players are going to p- classes. They just they're going to pass. They're going to pass. But they're also they're not going to graduate anyways because they're going to get drafted into the NFL and boom done. Yeah. So. Well, we uh, we're right about at our typical limit here of an hour. Um, I think that turbulence was pretty fucking good. We got a little political. We got a little, you know, anti-capitalistic. Uh, we fixed college football. I mean, we f- we literally fixed college. You're welcome, America. Um, but you know what? Sponsored by Fremont Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But absolutely, absolutely tell us if we're wrong. That's on Twitter. That's in our group chat. What's our Twitter handle? It's uh, at... Capital F, capital F, capital A in airlines, FF airlines at Twitter. So, uh, yeah. Or, or, um, mom text me if you think I'm wrong. Um, I, I don't think you actually know that the podcast is back on, but that's okay. Jace angry comment. Oh, absolutely. Jace is going to have something to say about something, something, something. Roll no, tide. but I was like full supporting the world tide. Sure. And then I said, urban Meyer used to be the world. <laughs> yeah. Then we're going to fucking. Woo! College football is (laughs) shit, boys. Um, did peak there. Yeah. Oh, peaking all over the place. You can tell it's the end of the night and the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening and checking in. I'm gonna go grab a Fremont Lush right now, and I'm off tonight. Yeah. We will talk to you next week. Best of luck in your matchups.